Hey everybody, I'm Mary-Kate Payne. And I'm Sasha White. Welcome to Identity Crisis. This is the first episode of our season two and we're so excited. Welcome back if you followed us last season and if you want an update on kind of where we've been and why we're suddenly um, audio only now and what this new season entails for us, you can check out our episode zero, which is also being uploaded at the same time as this episode. On today's show, we are going to be talking about two stunning and brave women who are making headlines recently, Ketanji Brown-Jackson and Leah Thomas. If you're not familiar, you will be by the end of it. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation. So Ketanji Brown-Jackson, did she get confirmed as a Supreme Court judge? Not yet, but she probably will because Mm -hmm. uh, the... Democrats have the majority. So as long as every Democrat stays in line, then there's no reason why she shouldn't be confirmed at this point because uh, Kamala Harris will break the tie. Right. Good old Kamala. So she probably did a pretty good job in their eyes. I didn't watch the entire hearing. I watched like key moments, but um, she probably showed (laughs) the Lib Dems. We're not in England. What am I saying? The Democrats. (laughs) <laughs> the it was insane because before I watched the clip, I had heard a take on it that maybe she um, said that to indicate that she takes a biological view of womanhood. So she's like, hint, hint, I'm not a biologist instead of saying like, oh, I'm not uh, I'm not Judith Butler. Like, you know what I mean? But I don't think it's that because you even if you think that only a biologist has the answer to what is a woman you've still learned from them, no? Like over the course of your life, like what it is enough to answer it? Yeah, I mean, it goes back to, as everyone's been quoting recently, what Posey Parker said, that I'm not a vet, but I know what a dog is. Now, to be fair, if someone asked me, can you give a definition of a dog? I I actually might be like, a a definition. I mean, a, a canine? Like, yeah, a dog means a canine. I think that's probably what I would say. And then they might be able to define a canine. And I'd be like, well, a class of species. Yeah, a mammal with four legs and fur that's pretty friendly usually and loves you. (laughs) Like a domesticated wolf. like a cat. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So I I mean, so like I... But a woman, a woman. I know. and She is one. (laughs) The complete irony is that she was only nominated because she's a Black woman. And I just want to know, how does she think that President Biden ended up with her on his shortlist? Does she think that a biologist was consulted in checking whether or not she's a woman? And if not, then how did they figure it out? Like, yeah, it's such lunacy. How did they figure out to nominate her? Um, and she would, you know, the liberal answer to that would be, well, she's always identified as a woman. So right, she identifies. She identifies. Um, Which is also silly, because I'm sure she's never been asked that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, there was another I mean, part of the hearing where she says, I think Ted Cruz was asking her follow-up questions on that. And she goes, well, I'm a woman. My mother's a woman, you know, such and such is a woman. So if only he had then said, how do you know that? If you can't define what a woman is, then how do you know you are one? It's pretty simple. Yeah. I mean, I really do wonder if anyone ever asked her mother, are, like, mm-hmm. are you a woman? How, what's your gender identity? And I would be surprised if that woman <laughs> really had anything particularly woke to say. I mean, in my experience working with Black women, especially older Black women uh, back at the at least in the Philadelphia area, and I don't really know where she's from, but older Black women. She's from Washington, D.C. Really D.C. Okay, so D.C. So she's mm-hmm. from like East Coast cities. So, like, I mean, Philly's mm-hmm. not that far from D.C. Um, so I just have not seen older Black women really having any time for this shit. It. Anytime. I mean, back when I was more woke myself in my younger days, I was working at the YW with a bunch of older black women and I was the only young white woman there. And I was more of a trans activist at the time. And I kept trying to raise the gender identity stuff and they kept just shooting me down. Like Mary Kate, like, no, we're here for women. Like they know what a fucking woman is. (laughs) 
and it's yeah. just, I mean, obviously that's not universal, but I would just be really shocked if her mother really ever answered the question, what is your gender identity with anything but like an eye roll? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, she's a smart woman. That's obvious. And so it is honestly perplexing and disturbing that she would answer that way because it goes to show that like the extent of the capture here we are with the supreme court justice nominee saying she can't answer what a woman is i mean what if they asked her like what is a human you know what is a human being because that's kind of relevant in your line of work presiding over like human law and behavior and then she what if she says i can't define it i'm not i'm not a biologist i'm not an evolutionary biologist it's really nuts although one thing i will say is that I don't think she actually needs to be concerned about losing a liberal vote in the Senate. I think that probably if there's anyone that she does need to worry about pandering to, it's the uh, Joe Manchins, the Kirsten Cinemas, like the people who have been basically the swing vote on the Democrat side who are sometimes voting with the Republicans. So I, I guess I would say I don't think at this point she is pandering to the Democratic senators, especially the most liberal ones, because they're going to vote for her. Absolutely. They are not going to risk losing this nomination right now. But Joe Manchin, I mean, probably will. Like, I think there's no evidence that he he won't right now. But if anyone was going to drop, like if I, you know, if someone was like, hey, we're starting an office pool here at Identity Crisis Mm -hmm. on which Democratic senator is going to not vote for her and you have to pick someone, I would pick him. And so from that perspective, I don't think she's really pandering to the wokeness, but I think that she knows that she can't give an answer on that without pissing off one side or the other. And so there were quite a few things where she basically said that's outside of the realm of like my expertise as a judge or as someone who understands law, um, pretty much anytime they broached like cultural issues, she was like, no, that's outside of this. That's outside of this. I'm here as a judge, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's essentially the politician's answer the, to say, no, I, I, I can't give that definition. I'm not a biologist. And I, I don't know. It's, I mean, it is ridiculous though. It's ridiculous that the question needed to be asked But I think it's also good that it was. I think that shows that this issue has really hitched or like reached a tipping point, you know, and we talked about the trans tipping point back with Laverne Cox and, you know, 2016 or whatever that piqued many people. And I think yourself included. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I don't know if peaked is the right word for me just because I was never really on the trans train. But that was what made me aware of what was going on. That's what yeah. made me upset. And I think that, yeah, I think we're starting to hit a new tipping point now where this is really becoming a mainstream issue. It's not just, yeah. you know, some randoms talking about it online as it used to be. The fact that this is coming up in confirmation hearings now. Yeah, it's absurd. I'm glad the questions are getting asked. I'm glad that people are seeing how ridiculous it is. Um, but I will say I'm sympathetic to the fact of being put on the spot to just give a definition. If I weren't so in the GC culture, I would not have at the tip of my tongue, adult human female. If you right. had asked me, you know, any other time in my life before I got into this, can you define a woman? Even before I was into like trans stuff, I would have probably been like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like, No, I think you would have been like, uh the half of the human species that has the capability of birthing babies like that's not a, that hard of an answer this yeah, is a very yeah, smart woman this right. is an elite into like level of intelligence this person she yeah. is i mean even i i don't say that because like she went to harvard law and all that but you can tell like you can tell she's, no, she's really obviously very smart you can hear yeah. it in her speech yeah yeah and um it's just like why like we can't get inside her brain and, and understand why we know that people aren't people aren't doing this for like political reasons and fear and, you know, bowing to this crazy ideology, but that's what it is. And so for her to kind of pretend like I can't answer because it's political, it's, she actually is choosing a political answer in saying that she, that only a biologist can answer that. Um, That's an extremely political answer. It's a religious. And of course it's only, 
the biologists who agree because the biologists yeah. out there, you know, like Emma Hilton, who's a biologist out there saying, hey, actually, here's sexual dimorphism in humans versus how sexual reproduction happens in other animals that have different sorts of options. You know, that is never considered a biologist's mm-hmm. valid answer. That's mm-hmm. not what I mean. MK, uh, can you accepted. get past like fifth grade biology and open a textbook and you'll find that it's not just male and female. It's more complicated than that. But yeah, I mean, but that's also why like some people could take it as like, oh, she said that because she's secretly a TERF and she's saying, you know, I'm not a biologist, but come on, like that's probably unfortunate. I wish, I wish she was a secret TERF. I don't think that's the case. Well, actually, I think a lot of people on the woke side know that they don't fully believe it, but they're overcompensating for the fact that they think I believe this wrong thing. I need to try harder to be better. And so, you know, I think there's a lot of quote unquote secret turfs out there who maybe just don't know that they are yet. Yes, that is so true about the overcompensation. I mean, that's why they just scream these ridiculous, like trans women are women, trans men are men, non-binary people are um, uh, non-binary. Cause like no one knows whatever what they non-binary say is. Yeah, whatever they say they are. You know, like there was another moment in her hearing when Ted Cruz asked her, like the, this is just the lunacy of both sides because there's no sanity here at all. Like there's no anger in the storm. Ted Cruz asks her um, about books that are in the library of a private school that she's on the board of. And he starts bringing, he, he starts holding up all these Ibram X Kendi books and like reading from them and like asking her if she agrees with the content of them. And I know these hearings are, you know, taken as an opportunity for grandstanding, but it was so silly and ridiculous. And there is such a moral panic right now from the conservatives about um, like school books to the point where they're banning mouse from curriculum. Like they're banning all these books because they have like a mention of sex, God forbid. Um, And she actually, I thought like handled that very well. She goes, Senator, and just gives this long loaded pause. And then she explains like, you know, again, that's not her, that's, that's not her jurisdiction right here. And, um, you know, no doubt he, he thought that would like make him go viral. Maybe it did, but he looked like a total fool. And so, I mean, there were moments like that and then there were moments. So then it's like, okay, she's, you know, she handled that very well and didn't fall into his trap or anything. And he clearly was asking ridiculous, irrelevant question sort of grasping at straws politically on a political basis but then there's the the woman moment and that is just like what a failure to every woman in this country because we've talked about a lot about the sex-based rights that we have and don't you think like you would have to be able to define a woman to uphold the Civil Rights Act of 1964? Well, no, because the Civil Rights Act doesn't necessarily protect someone for being a woman. It protects discrimination on the basis basis of sex. sex. Yeah, Yeah, so you would have to be able to define on the basis of sex and what Mm -hmm. sex is. And I think that she probably, that I think is a lot more, uh, likely to come up, I think, in mm-hmm. a legal argument is what on the basis of sex is. And, you know, we saw, for right. example, more recent case rulings in the past year about is sexual orientation covered under on the basis of sex. And so the definition of what discrimination on the basis of sex is, I think, is constantly up for debate. And, but I will say, I don't know if I've seen the definition of woman really debated legally. And I, although I will say, you know, there's the Violence Against Women Act that uh, was recently reauthorized. And I believe that that included identifies as a woman language. um, And it also included gender identity stuff. Mm -hmm. And that I don't believe has been contested to the point where it would hit the Supreme Court in any sort of uh, capacity yet. Although, you know, it might be at some point. So I, yeah, I think it's ridiculous. I wish that the question had not been worded, 
can you give a definition for what a woman is? Because as a lawyer, if you do not remember off the top of your head, the Merriam-Webster dictionary definition, then you probably are literally thinking, no, I cannot give a definition. And so you probably aren't going to sit there and like guess and check. Like, so it's a, as part of the human species that produces ovaries and is capable of giving birth. Like you're probably not going to do that in this scenario. I wish that the question had been worded. What is a woman? Or even do you know what a woman is? Miss Jackson. And <laughs> because <laughs> I think she absolutely does. I mean, it would be very interesting for her to have to consider you were nominated for this position because you are a black woman. How do you know you're a woman? Yeah. And I would really love to hear her describe what her experience as a woman has been up to this point and why she thinks she's a woman and to say that her mother's a woman. And she really gave, you know, that's to go back and say, well, my mother's a woman and my grandmother was a woman. That is sort of implying like this biological aspect of it because she doesn't say I have ancestors who identified as women (laughs) you know and so I I think that she was giving a similar answer that she gave on the book thing where she's basically saying I cannot answer this question it's outside of the scope but I do think that it was a failed moment because she although I am glad that she didn't say anyone who identifies as a woman because yeah oh uh, uh, actually as I'm well, thinking about what if that, she it would have been... been more ridiculous if she did and it may have like made mm-hmm. give, given the opportunity for more follow-up questions it would have gone more viral like, so is this person so is this person you know is this serial killer is yeah. this rapist is this person in prison for murdering all these like are they all women because they say that they are and that might have actually been a more interesting opportunity so she dodged that which was smart on her part but that's well, probably how if... she's gonna rule what if she had been asked what is a black what what is the definition of a black person you know would she have given the same answer yeah but it's like we that's far more nebulous of a definition than a woman and it's just i i see what you're saying about like maybe as a lawyer you know as you said like she's as a lawyer she has to really think like a lawyer. She's not supposed to be thinking like a lay person where it's just like, uh, okay, I can't really give you like the dictionary definition, but I can um, just sort of like stumble my way through like a, an approximate definition of what a woman is. But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Okay, you like, know I what have I, trouble with that because it is common you know what sense. I, can say is, I think that if she had been asked, can you please provide a definition of a black person? She would have been offended, not frustrated and eye roll the way that she was. I think she would have been offended, but she was not offended on behalf of women. She was frustrated that they were clearly trying to trap her into saying something in regards to this culture war issue, but she was not offended that the question of who is a woman and who isn't is even up for debate and I I think that that's the difference is yeah I I think the fact that you could not ask her like no senator would dare ask her can you please define a black person Mm -hmm. but the fact that they dare ask can you please define a woman and that's not on the senator who asked uh Blackburn it's on the fact that this even is a cultural question. I think that's the bigger point here. The fact that you can even ask that question yeah. and it's not considered offensive. And that being said, I don't think offensive speech is like, you know, that you shouldn't have a right to it. But the fact that as a society, we are struggling to answer that question. Whereas what is a black person is essentially the unaskable question and when people do try to say well maybe we should have a looser definition in regards to identity that takes like more things than ancestry into account blah 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 they're quickly derided as racist whereas people who question the definition of a woman as an adult human female are not derided as misogynist by most of 
the population, um, at least not on the liberal side. So I think that that's the big difference here is you're right. It's absolutely more nebulous someone's race than it is their sex in almost any situation. But that's not a question. Yeah, I mean, it's so weird because like we used to have the like one drop rule where you're black if you you're considered black if you even have one drop of blood in you from black ancestry and so we have been like preoccupied with that question and like you said like it's very racist and um but it is weirdly enough kind of a question when you're saying what is a per- what is the definition of a person of a specific race it is a question that actually in some ways you could kind of say like well I, I want to fall back on an expert for that like if you say for example with the Whoopi Goldberg thing when everyone like a few months ago this happened I don't know if you if we talked about this or if you remember this Whoopi Goldberg she got in huge trouble for saying some comments about the holocaust our listeners probably remember she said um you know uh this wasn't racial and this was like white on white violence (laughs) and um you can see why this was so inflammatory and offensive and she's very wrong that it was not racial but it did kind of bring up the question of what is a jew is it a racial category is it an ethnic category cultural um and religious. it's not a religious thank you yeah the most obvious one um it's not really that easy to answer the question and depending who you're going to ask you're going to get many different answers and um you know and there's no like even though like i have my own opinions on it I can't say like, I'm right and everyone else is wrong and I'm the arbiter of who is a Jew and who's not. That wouldn't be, that wouldn't make sense. So, but for a woman, so that's why it's like, I just, you would vote for me getting to be the arbiter. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I think I should get to be the arbiter. Um, But, and also not only would it be wrong to try to be the arbiter of that, it would lead like incorrect. It would, it would lead, it, it leads to a lot of problems. Like it leads to genocide sometimes trying to, that's why I brought up like the one drop rule. So, I mean, those really are fraught questions. And so it really kind of highlights how, but whereas like, what is a woman is not, it's such a concrete category and it matters so much. And it's so not offensive to like, say it's a concrete category and you either are, you aren't, we can all say you are, you aren't, you are, you aren't, it's not offensive. But it really underscores how they've made it, they being like the TRAs and everything, trans rights activists and they're, you know, the whole woke crowd, they've really made womanhood into like, they've made gender something weirdly more akin to race. But then even as I say that, it's like, no, they haven't because you're not allowed to change your race. You're not allowed to say race is fluid or anything like that in terms of the individual. Although one thing I I will say that I have absolutely seen is people who I knew when I was younger who were extremely white passing and I never knew that they were anything other than white, but they're involved in liberal activist circles. And there's this one woman, although of course she's non-binary now, (laughs) who I can think of. I went to college with her before we were both involved in animal rights activism. I saw her getting drunk at parties. I saw like all the shit. And she was just absolutely a normal fucking white woman. And then as soon as she gets involved in animal rights circles where everything is super, super woke and you have to be some sort of identity, she's a non-binary Latinx. And now her last name is Hispanic. And so I don't doubt that she has ancestry that, you know, comes from a part of the world where they speak Spanish. But the thing is, is that did absolutely not impact how people saw her until that point, until she started telling people, this is who I am. And I'm not doubting that that's who she is. But what I question is the motive behind making that a major point of your identity to the point that she changed what she goes by with her first name to make it more gender neutral and more Hispanic sounding. She also uh, created a new like organization that has a Spanish name. And she like, even though as 
far as I'm aware, she does not speak Spanish. I could be wrong about that. If you're listening, a random person, I would be shocked. But uh, I don't She's actually believe that she... you out in Spanish. I really hope is. so. Honestly, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> but I, anyways, it's just all for show. It's just so clearly all for show because there's a market for it. And there's a market for these identities. That, and so when you don't feel like you have anything to offer the world uniquely, or maybe you do have something unique to offer. I don't have any issue with her, honestly. Her animal advocacy was really excellent in a lot of ways, besides that she was so focused on humans. But besides that, mm. she... You know, I got no issues with her, but when she needed a way to make herself and her organization stand out, associating it with a quote unquote marginalized identity became a way to get eyes and more importantly, funding into an organization that would otherwise just be part of, you know, a massive crowd of organizations vying for funding. Um, And it's just so obvious, but you're not allowed to say, hey, lady or person as a maybe mm. why is your identity so marginalized that you need extra funds because I saw you at that private college getting just as litty titty as the rest of us <laughs> you didn't seem particularly oppressed then but now suddenly you're oppressed and it's just yeah so you're right so you can kind of appropriate things in many different ways I mean that is very true like I could stand up right now and be like, um, one of my great grandparents is actually from Ukraine. So, you know, the situation is really hurting me personally. And I really want everyone to pay more attention to me. It all comes down to narcissism, like all these different little sneaky get arounds with people's identities. It always seems to come down to narcissism. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's if I wanted to claim oppressions, like I have them, you know, I could talk about my family members who were killed in the Holocaust. I could talk about, you know, the the immigrant family members that I have. It's, but at the end of the day, I know I 100% just look like a little white girl. And that's because I am a little white girl. Wait, what? I know, I know, spoiler alert. Uh, When people see my name, sometimes they, they do assume that I am Jewish, um, but I have Jewish family, but was not raised Jewish. And but it's no, I'm not just 100% plain old Benor, boring vanilla white. And um, like, it's just embarrassing to try to use things that happened traumatically to your family members in the past to uh, get cookies, essentially, from your peers to, to be considered more important than you otherwise are. And I agree, it's, it's about ego and narcissism. It's about thinking that you are so important that you must be heard. And ironically, only the marginalized in some communities can be heard. Yeah. And you know, what is so ironic about that? So painfully ironic is like how, and we always say this, we've we've made this point so many times and it's the point made by like Nadine Strawson, like former head of the ACLU, all of these like free speech greats that the it's the marginalized who need free speech the most and so for this group of people the wokies the liberal leftists whatever you want to call them they hate free speech like so for them free speech is like synonymous with fascism but that's only because they have the mic right now so they get to silence other people and um by the way let's talk a bit about like her being nominated or her being a um, finalist because of her identity category, right? Because Biden wanted a black woman. This is such a horrible thing for Biden to do because he's telling the whole country that she was chosen for these things that are outside of her control. So it's very insulting to her. It gives so much ammo to her detractors, does it not? That's true. I mean, honestly, it would have been better if he just didn't say I am going to nominate the first black female to the Supreme Court. And then he just actually did it. That, <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, I really don't have a problem with forcing representation in where it's otherwise a problem, as long as the person is equally qualified. And I do think in these sorts of positions, as well as in 
many of the highest positions in the land, president included, as we saw in 2016, whoever the most qualified person is, does not necessarily matter if they're a woman. And I think that forcing representation is sometimes okay in positions where it's like a nomination where you get to choose who sure choose a black woman choose a woman i think that's great like i wish they would choose more women but yes just saying i'm going to choose a black woman and then choosing her it does feel a little bit like tokenization and yeah, that- and, and virtue signaling like he's just trying to get yes. himself points it's not help. It's actually yeah. hurting her and all other black women on that basis. It reminds me of yeah. when um, my former boss, the one who fired me when I got canceled um, from the literary from the Tobias Literary Agency, he um, while I was employed there, he let us know myself and the other employees that he was looking for looking to hire another agent. And he specifically wanted to hire a POC, a person of color. And um by telling us this and telling us to keep our eyes out for someone, um, he's telling uh, we will forever have the knowledge. It was written in an email that the person was picked on an innate characteristic that they don't have control over. And so we're all like, that's doing that person such a disservice because they are now entering into a work environment where the their, their uh, coworkers know that they were picked as a result of affirmative action i agree with you he should have just had that in his mind as a criteria if he wanted to he can do what he wants as an employer obviously he can get rid of me for knowing what a woman is and not being afraid to say it um but by saying it's just a virtue signal (sighs) sorry just to interrupt quickly as yeah, an employer, ahead. you can't, if especially if you're covered under yeah, the right. Civil Rights Act, That's you illegal. cannot <laughs> yeah, hire and fire based on sex or race. So basically, this whole thing with Judge Kentaji Brown Jackson is nuts, but nonetheless, I still hope her confirmation goes through because uh, we really need it to. That's basically like where I land on that issue. <laughs> Yeah, I just have no more faith in any of them anymore. And so I don't even I'm just expecting everything to crash and burn and be horrible when it comes to like the people in power. But but Godspeed to her, I guess. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess can I really be surprised? You know, is it really? Yeah. Is it really not like maybe it's not that smart to be so surprised by this, but in a way, it's like what you said, it's kind of encouraging because for so many years, it felt like we were going crazy that no one knew or cared what we were talking about, that it mattered what a woman is to define what a woman is. Um, And now it clearly matters to a lot more people. Um, She was also asked about the sports issue. And we we were also going to talk about, you know, the sports issue today. And I wonder what you thought of her answer, because I mean, I think maybe for that one, it's a bit more fair that she deflects like this is not my I cannot in this in this setting answer that that will be a decision that has to be made by a judge and 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 all that. Well, I agree that it's not appropriate to um, sort of signal how you're going to rule on something that is very likely to come before your court. But I did not see her answer on that. So why don't you catch me up? And for anyone else who might have missed it, what did she say? No, she basically just said what I just said. Like, she didn't give an answer. She just said, um, I'm not able to answer that in this setting. Like, that is a legal question that will need to be decided in a court. And I thought that was fair. I mean, we all want to hear our side represented in that, but that I felt was appropriate in that setting as opposed to the one of, can you define what a woman is, which I feel is like common sense. And it's insane. It's like, if they, like I said, if you ask, if they asked her, what is a person, what is a human? You should be able to answer that even though you are not a scientist, a biologist, sociologist, whatever, whoever you think is the appropriate expert. Yeah, I I do appreciate the restraint in not answering that in this case. And I will say, I am also glad to a degree that she didn't say, I cannot answer what a woman is in this context because that needs to be decided by a court because no, it fucking doesn't. So there's been a big question about sports lately as this issue with Leah Thomas, the 
male swimmer who is swimming on a female team. I, I where is he swimming for? Is it he's at a swimming college, for Penn right? State? Yeah, and oh, he just really? won. Yeah, he just won this big event, the five hundred freestyle. And so I guess he's like, you know, a female champion, a female swimming champion with, who's a man. Yay. Um, and this has completely exploded into the mainstream, which is so fascinating to watch. And, um, you know, like these pictures of him where he's where it's this big guy with his broad shoulders and long arms and wearing a women's bathing suit. And it's so unseemly. You can see the outline of his male genitalia in that bathing suit and you can see him towering over the girls he cheated he cheated out of a victory and yet you have so many people just afraid to say that he's a man it's such an emperor's new clothes situation like um there was an interview I heard a clip where they interviewed a young woman outside the event who was a swimmer and she was protesting his participation, but she was saying, you know, this is someone who was born a male, went through male puberty and has a male body. And I'm like, yes, and he's a man, just say it. But that's what's so hard in this debate is people are so scared to say those words. They can say all of the facts that support that fact, but that's the scariest thing to say still. And same with, there was this guy who was a swim coach being interviewed by Tucker Carlson. And he was also against um, male inclusion in women's sports, but he also could not say Leah Thomas is a man. You know, he uses words like biological male and things like that, which are, I mean, that's like a redundant term when they say biological male and biological female. Um, but I get why they've fallen into, use, into using that. I remember when I interviewed the lawyer from the ADL, uh, the ADF, uh christiana holcomb who's who's a lawyer representing uh some some track girls who are trying to keep the boys out of their sport and they say you know biological boy and i remember the interview i accidentally said it because they were saying yes so i was like i repeated what i was what they were how the language they were using but it's wrong anyway so i mean there's it's just boy it's just a boy it's not a biological boy and in some other mystical way he's a girl you know, that's what they want. That's what the genderists want you to believe. They want you to believe they want you to look and see a male and still think this is a woman. Yeah, it, it's completely ridiculous. The one thing that I really saw out of this, I've been kind of trying to stay off line, but the one thing that I definitely saw because it was hard to avoid was the photo of the three women who were competing against Leah, who stood all to the side in protest against his victory and included the woman who came in uh, tech, like in the race fourth place, but who would have been the third place winner if he had not been allowed to compete. And that I thought was very powerful. I also saw a lot of people saying that they were doing the wrong thing by even competing against him and holding them to the standard of you shouldn't even compete against him if you want to protest. Why protest in a picture when you should not compete? I thought that was kind of ridiculous because the whole reason that we're as fem well, okay, I don't know what about you, but as a feminist for me, the reason I'm against the male inclusion in female sports is because it takes opportunities away from women. And this is also scholarship. This isn't just the opportunity to participate in sports, which is valuable in and of itself. I and mean, there are many benefits that have been well recorded for that, but it's scholarship for many of these girls. It's their opportunity for higher education in a country where it's the new high school to go to college that they might not otherwise be able to afford. And so to say, well, you should just not swim against him is essentially saying you should not get higher education because a man decided that he was going to compete on your swim team. And I would absolutely respect any women who chose to protest that way by boycotting. 
I also absolutely respect women who choose to protest by visibly being there and being the comparison that is so clearly obvious to a human eye that can see that this is a man against women and that that is not the same or fair. And I think that anyone who looks at that picture is lying to themselves to deny that that this is a man. It's it's just absolutely ridiculous. You know, another thing, another in- instance of what you just stated of, of a woman getting bumped by Leah Thomas was the, I guess, 16 people, because it would, it should be girls qualified for this, women qualified for this event. But the 17th, uh, the 17th girl didn't get her spot because of Leah Thomas. So that, that person was also referenced by the girl being interviewed outside the event. She said, my friend, you know, was upset because she didn't make this event. And um, yeah, like to what you said about the boycotting thing, I think people who are, who say that like, oh, they should just not swim. I understand the impulse because we're outraged, right? So you want them to just take this bold stance. But I think from our perspective, all we see is Leah Thomas. From their perspective, swimming is their whole life and they don't want to walk away from this because of what to them is one obstacle to us is like the entire picture of what we're seeing. Even though I, as I was saying before, I completely don't think that women should be required to boycott in order to be considered like good feminists or whatever. I, or to like object to Right, right, Mm -hmm. exactly. They can object without boycotting. And I think that they've been clearly doing that. But I will say as far as the records are concerned, number one, that 17th woman, maybe she was having a bad day when she came in at number 17. But she would have had a damn good day and come in second or third when if she had been allowed to compete in that event. And so we don't ever know where that 17th woman would have placed who was not allowed to compete. But also, uh, I I do see the power of not necessarily a couple people boycotting, but if they got the whole women's swimming team to boycott besides Leah and Leah just was on his own out there, then that would be a different story. And I think that if you can get the whole team together, and this is actually the consistent problem with pushing back against these things, it actually comes remarkably close to a class organizing Because if you can get the whole place to go on strike, then you have a genuine union. If you can't, if it's just one of you being like, hey, I'm not coming into work today because I'm mad at the boss, then you're fired. And someone takes your place immediately. And it invisibilizes you. Yes. And then your voice is nothing. And so you could have had a voice if you stayed at the table. But if it's just one of you quitting in protest, you're nothing. And so you really have to get everyone on board. And we don't know what they're doing behind the scenes to try to get everyone on board. Maybe there is an advocate there trying to say like among the swim team, we need to boycott this, but we need to all do it together because otherwise we're going to lose our scholarships, lose our opportunities, blah, blah, blah. If every single one of us boycotts, they like, they're going to have to respond. And maybe they'll still get fucked, but it'll be so spectacular. It might just be worth it. Versus if you quit by yourself, you're the only one getting fucked. So I, I wouldn't, I would say, we don't know what the conversations are behind the scenes. I bet that on that swim team, there's at least one woman who's saying, what if we all stopped swimming? And maybe they're trying to actively organize something. And maybe there's a few people there who are like, no, I really, really need the scholarship. I can't go home. You don't understand. I can't go home. And I am incredibly sympathetic to that. Um, I mean, when I was in college, I didn't really have a home to go home to because at that point, my house that my family was living in had been foreclosed in. And my family was bouncing around different places uh, every single summer I was crashing with different people when I did have to go home and so if someone was saying to me and I was in that position you know you should do something to make a point to make a stink for this national public debate that means you have to go home if you lose this scholarship then I might have been like no I'm not doing that I can't go home and so we don't know these persons uh lives. We don't, we don't know what they're dealing with. And we also don't know the conversations that are happening in private. And I'd be shocked if this wasn't a conversation they were having on their own. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that's the statement that would have worked. It's like the pool is empty except for this asshole guy. But if one woman just decided not to show up and then her spot is taken, unfortunately, that would just be silencing herself in a way. Um, unless she was able to get a ton of media attention and make a big stink about it, which I would totally support her, obviously. Um, but I mean, the real issue is not the individual, the choices of the individual other swimmers. Like they are the players in this that show us what's happening by swimming. We see playing out before our eyes a man cheating um, in, uh, against women. And um, and <laughs> so much happened. So much has been happening around this. I mean, there was that epic Posey Parker moment where if people if 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 our listeners haven't seen this clip posy parker who's a british um activist you know campaigning for um women's rights and like against the erasure of women by trans ideology she showed up to the event in the u.s she came all the way over here from england and for whatever else she came over here for and she got into this conversation with someone else in the crowd and um that person was supporting Leah Thomas and um, in response to Posey Parker said, you know, do you, how do you know what a woman is? Are you a biologist? And Posey Parker says, I am not a vet, but I know what a dog is. And perfect. I mean, don't you wish someone had said that She's to, so um, to Jackson, to, you know, the um, potential justice Jackson? Yes. It was such a good moment. I watched it multiple times because I loved the way she said it and um I mean yeah that's the crux of this is like why are these people getting away with saying that you have to be an expert to know what a woman is I don't think they're fully getting away with it anymore I think everyone sees those pictures of Thomas like you said towering over his um competitor his female competitors and they are clearly you know huddled away from him and kind of like you know what's going on in their heads and um we've seen those types of pictures before with like other cycling races and weightlifting um with laurel hubbard and the cyclist was i think is it ivy mckinnon or something some some trans woman ivy depends on the day Yes, this is a person who's a professor and a cyclist who is a man, and he um, competes as a female cyclist and is a, is a cheater, is another cheater. And you know what else? Leah Thomas is a white man, which in this case is helping the case against him because when we see um, when we see trans women who are black the uh defense of them uh, racing females is you're being racist because you're it they they compare it to it's so it's actually so racist of them they compare it to saying that a black woman is a man or manly because you know this is like a racial um stereotype or slur that like oh michelle obama is really a man you know like we used to hear that back when she was the first lady and um like that type of racist epithet which is directed toward black women so the cynical woke defenders of male cheaters uh would use that like the aclu you know for example they would use that like in the track example the um the the lawyer i interviewed with the case of um the high school track teams it was two young black boys who were running on the girls team and they were claiming to identify as girls. And the, uh, the accusation that gets thrown at you, if you say they're, they're boys is, oh, you're racist. You know, you don't think that all black women are women because they don't have Eurocentric features. And because Thomas is a white man, maybe people aren't as afraid to say that weirdly enough, maybe white people aren't as afraid to stand up and say that's a man I know that's a man you're not going to tell me that's not a man yeah I mean I agree it's it's horrible because there are ways in which this debate has actually forced some people to be more cynical when they see someone 
who is a female, but is not feminine. And that is a real casualty of this debate. Um, for example, I saw a picture of a swimmer and I, I didn't fact check this. I didn't look up who it was myself, but on Twitter, people, someone shared a photo of the swimmer and someone says, oh, they should be competing with the males. And then someone else replied, that's actually a cis woman, blah, blah, blah. And the person looked kind of masculine. So it's really a shame. And people put that on the gender critical people, on the quote unquote turf side of things and say, oh, look what you're doing. You're actually making it so that we're policing femininity. But I don't think that was happening before men, actual men, started trying to compete in women's sports. I mean, there never had to be a reason to question someone because no one would do that. It just was, there wasn't an avenue for someone who was known in the community to be a man to suddenly like pretend to be a woman. Like they would have had to move from out of town or something, you know, before the internet and to pretend to be a woman was a lot harder in order to get away with such a thing. But so there was not a reason to question it as much. And now we do see this unfortunately happening and you're right that it often happens to black women, especially, but one thing I'll say is you don't see, I mean, you know, you mentioned Christina Holcomb earlier and we don't see the ADF out there trying to fight the case against black girls competing in, in girls track in high school, actual black girls. Where is that case? Please someone show me. In fact, they're representing a black girl. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so it, it really is do I, right. do I also new racism. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it really is this new racism. And it, it's such a shame that the issue of racism in this way of the um, like Eurocentric beauty standards and such, which is a real issue, has been co-opted against actually Black women. And I think it does such a disservice to women who are actually being marginalized to then take this issue and turn it against them. And I mean, it, it's really disgusting. And then to claim that that's the progressive side, that's the right side of history. And we're the bigots because we are against black men displacing black women in sports. It's, I mean, it's obscene, all of it. I mean, like um, Chinamema Adichie said, it, it is obscene. And I, I agree with her. So we talked about Ketanji Brown Jackson and we talked about Leah Thomas. Um, two, two you know, brave, really groundbreaking brave women. women. <laughs> you stole my joke, but it was, I guess it was really obvious. I'm yes. sorry. <laughs> um, that's okay. Yes, we are on the same page. Two amazing, you know, trailblazing women, just really, really an incredible moment for women's history I think and women's advancement um so that's beautiful I almost feel bad because I actually do think having the first black woman on the supreme court is amazing <laughs> like just having Leah Thomas just like in the same breath as Kataji Brown Jackson who like for all of her flaws like actually has accomplished something great here and meanwhile he's a fucking cheater so I let's let's not I mean it, the joke is writes itself but you know what she's actually doing something groundbreaking here and he's a fucking cheater so well thanks everyone for tuning in that did it for today's episode of identity crisis you can follow us both on twitter and be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to us right now see you next time